And but oh the, the important thing to say, and I can see why people say that, is because when you say our government wouldn't do that to us, you, a lot of people are thinking about their mayors, their district council members, their congressmen, right. people that they know. Maybe right. they got an auntie and uncle running. Right. We're not talking about our government in that sense. We're talking no. about the upper echelon, the government that you don't necessarily vote on. People you don't see. We're talking about criminal elements within the, the military industrial right. complex, within the, the lobbying state. deep state. This is what we're talking about. So. Right. And they make their money, they make their money smuggling drugs. This has been, that's what the Iran-Contra issue was. The the CIA was smuggling tons of cocaine into Mena, Arkansas, while Bill Clinton was governor. How do you think, how do you think the governor of the poorest state in the country all of a sudden became president? Because he was, he let them use his airport. So George Bush Sr. was flying 3.1 3.1 tons per plane load, and the planes were coming every day. And people say, um, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist." Yo, there's no other, con- there's no bigger conspiracy than something like that, right? That is documented fact. You can even watch documented part of fact. Oliver. You can watch part of Oliver North's testimony on that, guys. Yep. And so, so these things happen on C-SPAN. Are- on C-SPAN. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think all that stuff's really important factor. And then when people start to, and then we're not bringing it up on this show, but when, when it comes down to uh, COVID and the vaccine, this is why people, it's safe and it's okay to ask certain questions. You don't want to go on these crazy conspiracy theory rants. Like you don't want to say ridiculous shit. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's not you're not crazy or stupid for at least pondering and thinking through these things while looking at the history of things to see what the corporate the corporate plutocracy is capable of using our government almost as a front organization to have access to us the people. And right. again, last thing I'll say is when you look at um, JP Morgan and how his family came over from from uh, Europe to America, and he so-called saved the American economy and started one of the biggest monopolies ever. This is how they, anybody who thinks America is a great, uh, uh, well-wishing, good-willed country that tried to do something new with democracy and liberty, you may absolutely be right, but you have to see that the elite people who've had a stranglehold in Europe, all the way since the times of Rome, these uh, families came over here and said, fuck that. We're getting a hold of this. And J.P. Morgan, if you just follow his story, is a great example of how they can do that and how we let them do that. Because they have industry and industrial and monetary wealth that America needed at the time. They pretty much bought us out. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe you just mentioned J.P. Morgan. Oh, my God, dude. So J.P. Morgan is is evil. Pure evil. It's it's a it's a great example of capitalism run run amok. And my my favorite analogy has always been capitalism is a dog chasing its tail, and that dog has a really long tail, so it's going to be eating its tail. And now that dog starts eating itself. How much of itself is that dog going to eat? Right. Um, or you can look at like a building, right? Like people talk about a glass ceiling in a career, right? But look at capitalism. There's a glass ceiling, right? Once, once you get, once you're paying a kid five cents in fucking Sri Lanka, oh shit, ha, ha, where are you going to find a kid for four cents an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And once you find that kid, 
where are you going to find them for three cents an hour? Right. Because that's capitalism. You got to do better every quarter, every quarter, yeah. not just every year, every quarter. It's got to be every right. quarter. Right. That's right. not real. We live on a planet with finite resources. Right. It's not right. possible to grow exponentially ad infinitum. You're going to hit that quote unquote glass ceiling. And that so that brings me to JP Morgan. So mm -hmm. this bastard, right? You know, you know Nikola Tesla, right? Yeah. Oh God. Go in there. So Nikola it. Tesla uh invented this thing called Wardenfeld. He discovered how to mm -hmm. Wardenfeld, thank energy, you. Yeah. He discovered how to suck energy from the stratosphere and then distribute it and like wirelessly transmit it around the earth. And he demonstrated it and it worked. And he showed it to JP Morgan. And JP Morgan said, Well, where do I put the meter? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I charge people? Right. And and Tesla said, Well, that's the whole point. It's free. Everybody free has energy. free energy. JP Morgan brought in bulldozers and destroyed it. And then not long after that, Tesla's uh lab caught on fire and like two hundred and twenty something of his patents went up in flames. And not to mention that uh, J.P. Morgan was funding him, and as soon as he refused right. those meters, the funding stopped. Yep. And right. and of course, not only his intellectual property was destroyed, but Tesla went and from he one died. of the most. Yeah. He died an old man alone in his home, still working in a on hotel his room. In a hotel room, in a and not hotel to mention, room, as soon as he died, the FBI, with their star runner guy when he was young, um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name now? What's his name? FBI Edison. guy. No, no, no. FBI no. guy. Uh, Cross-dressing. Uh, J. Edgar uh, Hoover. J. Edgar yeah. Hoover himself broke into that apartment and they took all of his patents, all of his ideas, all of his things. This is what happens when you refuse somebody like J.P. Morgan. So you know where his mind is at, you know. I'm so glad Absolutely. you brought that out about Nikola Tesla. By any means necessary. Oh, and... Then that and leads... Sorry, Go. I was going to say... It real quick yep. is and when we're talking about education reform and how we're taught dude we're not taught about Nikolai tesla he's mentioned sometimes barely all we're taught about is edison 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 yeah. edison 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 so that's edison shows wasn't how powerful shit. these guys are edison was not shit he was more of a marketer and a businessman than an inventor yeah he was and a middleman he was a middleman and most of his ideas weren't original <laughs> you know what i mean oh. uh, no, and he, he was hell-bent yeah he was hell-bent on dc power yeah and, and Instead Do you know what he did? Mm. Instead of alternating current, which is what we use today. Didn't he shock Edison a shitload of horses and kill them? Yes, in front of people. <laughs> oh, to scare them. Oh, He's an evil bastard. Yeah. These are our bastards. These are the heroes in the textbooks in our schools, my man. Edison, yeah. Christopher Columbus. These are our heroes, bro. War, war, genocidal maniacs. Christopher Columbus is a genocidal maniac. And, and he was fucking lost. He was lost. And he was lost. He was a um, shitty sailor. <laughs> right? <laughs> thought he was in India. Thought he was right? in India. Which is, which is why he called them Indians. Oh, 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 oh. Like, right. what a fucking idiot. No, dude, you're on the other side of the fucking world. And while we're on the topic, we're also talking about, like, for example, uh, an education reform. We're talking about... Things like uh, re-education camps for the Native Americans and indigenous, where not oh. their their slogan was "Kill the Indian, save the man," and they wanted to yep. Americanize these guys. And again, we talked about earlier in this talk. Go ahead and check it out. We talked about the oral traditions that uh, 
had so much hidden knowledge and hidden history that people refused to see in the modern world that was later discovered to be true that we were taught was bullshit. And in order to wipe these things out and make sure that these traditions died, they had these schools for Indian uh, boys and girls. And then they turned into these boarding, boarding homes, schools. Boarding schools, right? exactly. So they, stripped, so they stripped them from their families, yeah. mandatory, just yeah. basically showed up, took your kids, right. and put them in a fucking school where I don't even know if the parents knew where they were. No, they didn't. They relocated them. And um, a lot of these were owned by Catholic churches. Yo, fast forward to today, where Whoa, in what? Canada and America. For real? Yeah, fa- yeah. Fast forward to America and Canada today. The pedophile today, church? Bro, they're digging up <laughs> they're digging up the grounds around these churches and they found 200 unmarked graves of Indian boys and girls, I mean uh, Native American boys and girls, bro, killed oh, dead around right. these that, churches, dude. That's right. That came out this year. Yeah. That came out this year. So I can understand uh, now really quickly in education my, my heart talk sinks, about, right? I like, know, dude. My heart my heart sinks. 200, 300 children? Are you kidding me? one facility. And we're talking about facilities all over America and Canada, bro. And and, and bro, and that's that's one grade. There might be more at that that same facility. So those parents clearly did not know what was going on with their kids. It's just sickening. So this brings me to CRT, right? It's a hot topic in America. Can you say genocide? Can you say genocide? Can you say the Catholic? I mean, can we just and, and, can we and say I'm, the G word? Right. We have a real problem saying genocide. Right. Like <laughs> I- Israel. Israel seems to have a fucking lockdown on like suffer suffering. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Holocaust. Yeah. Like, no, no. You can only suffer about that. Like, no. Right. That's only that was bad. Genocide. That was bad. That was bad. But six but look million. At this. Bro, absolutely. Because we're talking about um, y'all weren't wiped out. We're talking about smallpox. We're talking about the 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 boarding schools. We're talking about war. We're talking about wounded knee. We're talking about we're the talking trail about of tears. Pay, paying for scalps, five dollars per scalp in ca- in California. They paid California. five dollars per scalp, which was a lot the, of money up, back then. <laughs> up to the nineteen hundreds. Yep. And so when we're talking about this, guys, it makes me have to bring up CRT. And again, you've heard me constantly talking about things from a kind of an insensitive, unbiased point. But then you'll often hear me talk about it in sense of what it could mean or how it's viewed by poor and common um, so-called white people of today. And I'll say this with empathy that I can understand how bringing up some of this history can make you feel like, why is my name personally attached to this? Why should I have to suffer for other people's sins or my forefather's sins? Or I didn't own slaves. I didn't benefit from the system. Why should this have to be taught? Unfortunately, if you really feel you're dissociated from the system of oppression, then you should have no reason for wanting it not to be taught. The only reason you don't want it to be taught is if you have some kind of guilt, which means you have an internal link to this. So search yourself. And I don't think. And if it's mm -hmm. just the guilt factor, well, then that's a personal thing that that you need to search your soul and get over. But if it's a monetary thing would be the only thing that would make sense is if like, no, I'm trying to protect my pocketbook, man. My great, great grandfather was a slave owner and I'm rich. (laughs) Right. I'm rich, bitch. But the reason I bring up. Right. The reason I bring up CRT. Yeah, but I say. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You you shoot first, then I'll go. No, you go. Well, the reason I bring up CRT and we often think about it as black people, right? 
But I think just like we talked about these American Indian boarding schools that are uncovering hundreds upon hundreds of unmarked graves, I'm sorry to say this, this is American history, people. Um, the Trail of Tears is American history. The you can't just wave a flag and only pay attention to, to certain parts. You have to stuff, embrace man. what the whole is. Exactly. Right? You have so again, to look at the whole. And I'm, yeah. we're not saying that this country is evil. Although we definitely are not, we're definitely not fucking the fucking saint riding in on the white fucking horse. That's right. that man has blown the fuck out the water. We right. are not the police of the world. We're like the Gestapo. We're more like a gangster. We're stirring right. shit up all over the place. We're not helping anywhere. So we need to reel it in and we reel need to in. do better. And put America right. first, which means we need to focus on correcting and righting the wrongs here. Absolutely. And when we're Look talking how many about problems CRT, we have in our country. Yeah. Exactly. People who speak against CRT make a good point. They, when it comes to slavery, genocide, racism, and subjugation, they say... CRT. Well, what is CRT? Oh, sorry. Critical race theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people are the one of the points they make is, look, this happened all over the world. Why are we focusing on America? Well, because we're Americans we live here. and it's our country and it's, we live here yeah. and we, we can't well, bring well. up the other shit in context to let you know that it was part of a wider Western expansion based on uh, manifest destiny doctrine. For sure, we can bring that up. But I say that to say that this shit happened all over we the don't. world. We're talking about Australia. You look at the Aborigines. You look at Canada. You look you oh, can yeah. look anywhere in the world where there was Native, Indigenous, or Aborigine people, and the same history exists. So because yeah. it happened in other places, is that a reason to say we shouldn't teach true history? Now, to be fair, I am a teacher, and I don't necessarily support critical race theory as it's presented. Um, like things like the 1619 Project, I think, have a, a heavy emphasis on certain things. Where if you listen to the talk that we talk that we've been talking about, we're talking about the overall broader ways of which oppression uses to drive people against each other. When you look at the project 1619, it's saying things between the black and white race. This is what happened. And I think that's good if you want to be on, on, on a more focused level. But let's bring it back to, again, this global ramification of what oppression did to divide and conquer people, including creating the white and black labels to subjugate and turn people against each other. So that narrative, I, right? The, it's that narrative. It's, it's reinforcing narratives. When I say everything me and you have talked about in this talk, I think needs to be taught. Critical race theorists would agree with me that this hidden history, this, the fucked up events that we brought up that weren't taught in order to whitewash history and the daughters of Confederacy. Yes. All that stuff needs to oh, be yeah. brought out. It all needs to be brought oh, out. Yeah. It needs to be true. Why weren't exactly? Why weren't we? You know, why weren't we taught about the ancient cities of the world? You know, mm -hmm. it's it. It's like we were taught this this linear history, and, and mm -hmm. clearly, I think we agree. Like, the world's more like an etch a sketch, right? Like it's we've <laughs> yes. risen to, to massive amounts of technology, and then totally yeah. whoop, nothing, yeah. and then over and over and over and over and over. Who knows how yeah. many times? Who right? knows, bro? Who knows? But, it, you know, estimates are that the Sphinx is 50,000 years old. Right? The so, estimate that, that you're right, that the Sphinx was built when it was facing, it's literally facing the direction that the constellation of Leo was. Right. That Which makes it sense. Right there. It's so fucking old, yo. It's so obvious. A, a <laughs> lion facing towards Leo. Like, and, and so what are they 
So what are they doing? I think they're saying the next time Leo comes back, there's going to be a fucking cataclysm. Be ready. And let's just talk about the the way that um, the pyramids of Giza are set up to the belt of Orion and to Sirius. You know, it's like there's so much stuff that we didn't know. Like the Sumerians, for example, knew the order of the planets about the asteroid belt and about planet X, which we're just now uh, releasing to the public that we know exists. And they know about the procession of the equinox. Yeah, Nibiru. How the fuck? Does Sumeria, one of the oldest, what we thought was one of the oldest civilizations, know about the procession of the equinox, which takes 2,000 years of constant observation to notice with tools we didn't think they had? How? And just like you said, a etch and sketch. (laughs) And they also knew about, what what is it called? The... um... It's a 26,000-year cycle. Elliptical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the what Kaliuga. The, the, what is that? Oh, there's another word. It's on the tip of my tongue. But they knew about that one, too. Yeah, the Great Cycle. I know what you're talking about. The Great Cycle, right. Mm-hmm. It's on the Mayan, and the Mayan calendar had the that, too. The long calendar, yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's right, so... Right, the Mayan and, calendar and, with, like, three circles, right? So you got, like, your... Well, a bunch of circles, right? So you got, like, your mm-hmm. daily, weekly monthly that's where we got that shit from day week month yep and exactly uh, and then year and then beyond that and then they had the twenty six thousand years is the great i guess the great cycle yeah right i, I want to say something else about that but we're letting these ditties pile up let's jump through some of these and then we can get let's back do in it. it all right let's go liberty warrior hell yeah dave tell him tell him dave i'm right there with you i know i'm on a fucking list come on you fucks how many of you can i take with me Let's right. do it, Dave. Come on. Some Bill Clinton. Bring it. Right. All right. We got a soldier with us. Let's go. Mountain Lee. In a way, the, uh, the people, I mean, in a way, do you kind of admire these guys in Afghanistan? Mm. You know, the people in the, in the Panjir Valley who were fighting for their country, you know, fighting mm. against the Taliban. And even the Taliban, man, who are, who are like, you know, trying to take over, like, they don't like their governments, they're trying to install new, like, they're just resisting against what they think is a corruption and stuff, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not Muslim, I'm not sympathizing with extremism and stuff, I don't like the tactics against civilians, but I do admire that these guys are resisting against the government, and managed to win over, you know, the Mujahideen and then the, you know, the Taliban Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, these tribes have managed to beat Britain and Soviet Union and America. You know, and then, you know, just recently. This is crazy. Bro, you're such yeah. a fucking G for even being able to look at it like that. And you're absolutely right. Um, suicide yep. bombing, extremism, we denounce that all around. But for you to really understand how... We trained uh, we not only yep we trained them we gave them the guns and we gave them a reason to fight like we're encroaching and taking their natural resources their oil um and can we break that down for people real quick yeah we, the, you want to go ahead the mujahideen so the mujahideen was formed uh by the cia and whatever the, you know the um military in general but um you know, Osama bin Laden was on the payroll of the CIA. Mm-hmm. We we formed we formed an army to fight against Russia mm-hmm. because we because we wanted Afghanistan, not because Afghanistan was important at that time. Afghanistan didn't have much. 
But right north of Afghanistan is Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan mm. has the fifth largest reserve of natural gas in the world and the fourth largest reserve of oil. So we mm. want we wanted that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's never been about Afghanistan, but then you know they grew a bunch of opium there that worked out, and then they found a bunch of lithium there. Mm, so yeah. now they want the lithium. But um, right, right, yeah. And when we're talking about uh, the the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a CIA uh, MI M sixteen uh, uh, joint creation, we've just been involved in their politics for so long. And back in the day. When it came to the United Nations, the reason we said we were doing these things is to prevent the spread of communism. And this is what Dave talked about earlier, which is this world police aspect. We need to make sure that the rest of the world doesn't have a different economic system than us. Like, okay. Oh, 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 but if they do, well, okay. But if they do, then they'll join the axis of evil and there'll be a nuclear superpower, red sun kind of terrorist state, right? Right. Probably so, not, so I, I remember I remember <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. So so the yeah. Mujahideen mm-hmm. was formed by the CIA. And what they did is they went around the whole Middle East and recruited the most extreme like Muslim extremists. Mm. They went on a, a recruiting campaign and mm. they formed an army of basically America haters. Mm. And, and they've had, you know, like people that hated the West to like a passion and they got them to fight against Russia and they trained them and they trained them in all these terrorist tactics. They armed them. They gave them a ton of money. And, Os- and they, you know, that's where Osama bin Laden came from. Long line. Absolutely. Yeah. And a ton of other people. But Osama bin Laden's just a puppet, you know, that they will wag in front of us. He's just one guy. You know? Absolutely. But no, this. This is a massive operation. And so that's what became the Mujahideen. Mm -hmm. That's the Mujahideen, which actually defeated the Soviet army. Right. And then that, do you think they just went away? No. And the CIA built tons of tunnels all through the mountains of Mm -hmm. Afghanistan for them. And so do you think they just went away? No. And we love, you know, weapons, bump, bump, bump. And you see the same thing happen in Afghanistan. Now we pull out, we leave them the weapons. Like, why would you yep. do that? Exactly. Why would you do that? And that's Tony why Stark, right? And that, why would you do that? Just like Tony well, Stark, man. Like he felt bad because he saw American soldiers getting killed by weapons that America gave these extremists, his weapons, you know? Right. And, yep. and we should we should feel that same way in the sense that America totally. is the biggest exporters of guns, bombs, and military equipment, not only to places like Israel and other sanctioned states and other United Nations states, but just like the Iran-Contra situation, we're funding rebel groups to do our bidding. This are, these are called proxy wars, and we've been yeah. part of so many proxy wars throughout history. So every American soldier that goes out there to defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of justice for our country, to make sure that we're being, um, that we have freedom here and abroad. I think that those individuals should always be commended and respected because they're giving their lives for something bigger than themselves. They're not That's always huge bravery. It's huge, huge bravery. bravery. They're not might always be misplaced. Right. It might be misplaced yeah. and you might be using 
being used as stormtroopers by an empire, but you can never, I'll never hate on an individual soldier. Of course, some soldiers that go too far and abuse of power or do some things like Blackwater troops, uh, the Blackwater police were doing, hold Hold. those guys accountable. But overall, it's not, it's not our men and women uh, uh, of the flag and of the camo's fault. No, but and I would never say that either. You can't never. hold the person accountable. It's the system. It's the system, and it, and it's these big bodies like the Cor- the Council on Foreign Relations and these other entities that decide what our foreign mm-hmm. policies are going to be, and then use our troops as stormtroopers to fucking enforce this in these hundreds and hundreds exactly. of military bases we have around the world. It's not fair to thousands. our one thousand. It's not fair to our brothers and sisters, guys. It's not fair, and. And we, we got to get a hold of that. But thanks for that comment. And you're absolutely right, Mountain Leaf, for looking at it that way. Is that, you know, they're trying to protect their land, their resources from, from who they consider as invaders. And if it was happening to the U.S., you damn sure that these militias would form up. And the That's other country who's say. In, right? This other flip, country flip who's the invading script. us. You put saying, them in their shoes. Extremists are, right. are in Texas. Uh, shooting rocket fire at our invading forces. You know, they, they paint us as these crazy, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. Exactly. Great point, man. Really appreciate that. Yep. Liberty warrior. You know, it's almost easier to name the things that the Rothschilds don't own <laughs> rather than trying to say what they do own. <laughs> right. They don't own me, yeah. damn it. <laughs> They don't own us. No, I was right. just talking about a bunch of shit that's named after them. They got like a bunch of wines, a bunch of different like insects are named after. Like I was watching some Discovery Channel thing and I'm like, what? It's like a butterfly named after the fucking Rothschilds too? Dude. Couldn't believe yeah. it. Right. Let's go. Mountain Lee. Oh, well, that's funny. I'm Mountain Lee. I'm actually wanted for murder in montana this is uh, my <laughs> fake name um but yeah i'm actually wanted for murder in montana that's why i'm up here so people all think they're fucking around with a guy and stuff who jokes around but i'm actually crazy psychopathic murderer stereo right do on, not brother do not track this guy down stereo he's just joking <clears throat> don't do it don't, don't do, do it, it. Don't he, do it. <laughs> he's not he's not the unabomber the unabomber's no. already been caught he's been caught Shout out to you. It was really him, too. Oh, shit. Jeff Wong in the building. Talk to us. Do you think mission accomplished with Obama, or did he fail? Um, well, (laughs) dude, you did that with your mouth? That was really good. It sounded (laughs) really good. Um... Okay, so this is just like our conversation. The Americans, the U.S. school system is broken, but it's really doing exactly what it was designed to do by the elites. So if you thought Obama was going to come in and usher a a piece, a a bipartisan peace and understanding, prosperity, and that the common man and and minorities were going to be treated equal and it was going to heal America and that he was going to bring the troops home in an orderly fashion, then you would say kumbaya moment. Right, and that he wouldn't have lobbyists and and elitists and banking people in his card in his uh, cabinet, then you would say, "Oh, mission accomplished, mission failed." But mm-hmm. let's be real with the elite powers and what Obama even said himself, what he really was there to do, which was to restore a sense of confidence and make people of color more engaged and interested in the political system again. 
to who who were not voting almost at all at that time. And then when Obama came, we had this record number of black people voting uh, and Latinos. The other thing was to, and if you watch that documentary I mentioned, Right America Feeling Wrong, it was to set the stage for this civil war atmosphere of hating each other based on political views and race. Because oh, as shit. Obama was was running, they were the the media and the conglomerates and the narrative creators were already stirring up this conflict. And before Trump mm-hmm. was even selected to be the guy who did it, you remember Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin oh, yeah. was going to be their woman who 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 was basically running the Trump campaign, right? I mean, running the Trump style of I'm yeah. here for the little person and I'm an outsider and these damn Democrats right. and all oh, this and that. But Sarah Palin, I'm for whatever reason, hate. yeah, for whatever reason, the Southern strategy didn't work with her. I would have loved. She was kind of pretty. I'd love to see her up there speaking for another for four years and shit. And uh. She's not good at it, though. She can't speak. She wasn't good at it. Exactly. And Trump just fucking killed it. I'm I'm a huge fan of wrestling, and I know a guy who can play a heel character. Trump is a genius when it comes to playing a heel, bro. He is a fucking genius. You know what would be awesome is to see Trump, like, just call, like, some UFC, like, side-by-side with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Speedy that awesome? the Joe Rogan. That would be awesome. Trump uh, headlined have, WrestleMania against Vince yeah, McMahon, have, and it, it was so have funny. Trump be the color guy. Yeah, the color commentator, color orange. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Totally. Uh, I live in a liberal state, of course, California. Some of my students they hear their parents talking so much shit about Trump that they'll come in saying, "Oh, the orange man, the orange man." And I used to always love to, to be the guy in between you know, politics all the time, and I'd be like. Are you making fun of Trump because of the color of his skin? That's not that's not right. We don't do that. And they would be like, but, but, but. And I'm like, no, you're but. making fun of his skin. <laughs> I love it. It's true. You are. Yeah. All right, let's go. Mountain Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Nazis. I mean, it was terrible what happened. But they're, they're like the perfect, because they just documented <laughs> everything, you know, and just right. like they're wonderful suits you know that oh their suits were man. fashionable you know and just so the red you know and just their their weird you know uh cultish ways you know i mean yeah they're just like the perfect super villains to write to write about in history you know so they'll be wrote about forever man you know what i mean like in a bunch like star wars the stormtroopers not off, based off nazis you know and that shit will be played and played and played and played again you know it's funny though this is america this is America. America. But you know what we won't talk about? We won't talk about the fact that Prescott Bush, George Bush Uh-oh. Sr.'s dad, Uh-oh. was the head of Exxon Mobil, mm-hmm. and he was the one basically selling oil to the Nazi war machine against mm-hmm. Congress's will, and basically a war criminal. Yep, and we're not going to talk like, about... If he uh, would have cut off the oil supply, the, the Nazi war machine would have come to a screeching halt. Right. And we're not going to also talk about that a predecessor to the gas used in the gas chambers in Nazi Germany was piloted and based off of technology that we used in the U.S. against Mexicans um, when we were so-called decontaminating them in chambers because of a, a, a because of they were dirty and because of sicknesses that they so-called brought and that that those exact gases were modified and used. And we're not going to talk about so-called Zionist. And again, let me just say real quick that I see often a lot of hate pointed towards Jewish people, Jews, right? Um, Jewish people, especially the Akhenaz, European-looking Jews of today. These common Jewish people that um, escaped 
Nazi Germany, these common Jewish people that sure um, hunkered down in America, made something of themselves, own a lot of industry and are good with their money. There's no reason to hate these people because no. when you're talking no. about, no, absolutely not. And, and I hate that their name gets mixed up when you're talking about elite Zionist uh, Jews. Zionist is the Zionist key word. Is has nothing to do with different. Israeli. No, it has, it has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with Israeli is, or Jewish. Or American Jews. Yeah, Zionist exactly. is the word. And if you ever Zionist. really want to know this, that attaches to the point that the person just spoke before us is that Rothschilds um, and uh, who who um, are Zionist Jewish, are Zionist Jews, I should say, were funding Hitler and the um, and the Holocaust. Like you could yep. the, follow the paper trail; it's there, and there's more of them. Yep. Why were Zionists supporting? this extermination of Jews because they don't identify, they don't care about the Jews. They think they're above the Jews and it would help usher in their Zionist state of Israel. It was the crisis they needed for the, to have the sympathy and buying of, Oh, we need a, a, a state, a Zionist state, which they wanted from the beginning. So they were willing to sacrifice their own people for that. So please mm -hmm. don't confuse and hate common and, and, and everyday Jews with, a very specific group of elite Jews who don't even associate themselves with the people that you're given the flack for. I think that's super important. Exactly. My nephews are Jewish and they're cool people. Yeah, I have quite a few Jewish friends. Oh, I'm one of those guys. I have black friends. Listen to me. I got Jewish friends. Let's hit these things, yeah. David. <laughs> I'm, that's, I, just, I just pulled that. That's not your Jewish friend, David. That's just <laughs> your friend. <laughs> Yo, I was saying the same exact thing to my good buddy. He's a very, very heavy right winger. He's just like me, though, a libertarian. But he, he very believes in Trump and all the stuff. And I told him, dude, it's great to have hope. It's great to have this and that, to have hope that this could happen. But shouldn't we be real and realize what this still could be? What the government has done so much in the past is lie and do whatever it takes to maintain power or gain more power and use this all just to play with our heartstrings to make us have feelings like yes our government can be saved yes it's it's, it's the way and give you a false sense of purpose and i told him that i just believe we should just bring the whole system down and start something different a new experiment because apparently this experiment has totally and utterly failed by greed mm. Big man, yep, this Sam. Car is back, man. Is that, yeah, he's probably working. He's probably got the hood up, working on some shit. Hey, shout out to you, mm -hmm. big man. Uh, that was a great comment. I said that to uh, people in my family, you know, and of course, being African American, I I got the shit right. They're like, uh, he's a black president, and you're speaking against him, and this and that. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm just I'm seeing through the politics, and I'm knowing what this is going to represent. Like, I kind of saw through that with Obama, and the same thing with Trump. But you're absolutely right that uh, I think some black people would disagree with me on this, too. But this whole voter rights restriction, this battle to secure voting rights in America for and these so-called uh, Republican states that are cracking down on voter rights. I'm not that's denying that that's happening, uh, that that is happening. But you got to how how deep does that rabbit hole go? Is that just really happening? And, oh, we need to save the rights or just like with Obama. When people start to disassociate and say, hey, this political system is fucked, we got to find other ways to change this country. 
Are they then creating a, a crisis around voting to say, oh, my God, we have to save voting. We have to save voting because that will make black people reinvest and want to vote. we got to stand up and save that. Our ancestors fought for that. So now we can vote. But you weren't voting for one of these for one of these two parties, for one of these right. two parties. Exactly. So I think part of that is true. But part of it is just to drum up crisis and interest around that so that black totally. people could flock to voting again. Like, I think it's. I think it's both. I think you nailed it. I mean, you know, we, we can't have, there should be no intimidation factor to keep people from voting, right? Like, I've never been asked to show right. my driver's license. Mm. I'm a fucking white dude with blonde hair and blue eyes. Nobody's mm. ever asked to see my driver's license. I walk mm. in, Dave Smith, you register to vote in advance, so they have your address Information and your name. Right. And so you walk up and you go, Dave Smith, here's my address, Bubba da Bub, and they go, okay, sign here. Mm-hmm. Go vote. Mm-hmm. Never, never once, dude, have I had to show my driver's license. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, so to have a cop standing out front, oh, well, that's going to scare anybody that's that's got a warrant or anything like that. And stop um, you from drinking water or eating snacks in line. And, and like, well, let's not even go there, but just to have <laughs> a cop out front, like, what's the yeah. point? Like, has there ever been crime at a voting place? The only time there's been crime is when an opposing um, political party has come up and done like a drive-by protest or a drive-by. Exactly. Exactly. So, and real quick, somebody else brought up election fraud and they said they stole the election. I would just like to say this. Um, Not again. uh, Well, again, I think that this is again, a lot of these things are prescripted to create the discourse. 2020 bro was so scripted. I don't think people know how scripted 2020 and hence for some of totally. 2021 is a lot of these things you're hearing about election fraud, pandemics. Well, so was, um, so was 2016, right? Like, yeah, the, well, DNC, that's what the DNC stole the primary from Bernie Sanders, like right, right in front of us and right. gave it to Hillary and everybody Hillary. just fucking took it. And people were, well, people were, you know, especially us being out here in California, I was surprised at how many Democrats were saying, I hate voting for Hillary, but I just don't want Trump in. And that's bad. That's bad when when even Democrat, like even people who believe in the political system, we right. know that like and just like Ron Paul before that, he ran Republican. This dude had so many young people behind him. They blackballed yeah. him, you know, and they blackballed Bernie Sanders because they shut those him guys down, made, both of them. Both of them. Those guys may have even still been plants, but the conversation changing kind of things that we're talking about, audit the Fed um, and just uh, uh, addressing so many things, getting the money out of politics, even if they were puppets or gatekeepers, we can't even have them. At least give us one of those guys. Nope. You get the you get the top brand choices, period. You know, and so my point on election fraud was if any Democrat or liberal says that there was no election fraud against Trump or against this, you know, it's a lie because there's always election fraud. Now, was there enough election fraud? Was there enough election fraud to to change the millions of vote that he lost by? Absolutely not. You're lying to yourself if you think that they changed the outcome with the votes, but you can't also believe people that say there was no voter fraud. So, because it's always a little bit, so, but check this totally. out. It's not a democratic ploy of communism to take over the America and they're using voter fraud and took advantage of absentee ballots and blah, blah, blah. It happens on it both sides. Let's, let's, not, let's not 
forget about the Florida recount to get George W. Bush in office in his own yep. brother's state of Florida. So yeah. both where the Supreme parties... Court, our Supreme Court stepped mm. in and stopped the vote count and mm. gave the election to George Bush. Exactly. Why? Do you remember what they said? They said, well, we wouldn't be able to finish the vote count in time. Like, and I don't care what the deadline is. I exactly. want the right president. Exactly. Count the so, fucking vote. Count the fucking vote. So, again, I say that to say that election fraud is used back and forth. It's a tool. It's not a Democratic thing or a Republican thing. This is two wings of the same bird who are using this mentality for us to say, oh, my guy lost this time, but we're going to vote for this and we're going to win next time. And, oh, you guys cheated. And we're going to get. So when you look at all these spectator sports and you see that they're ingraining that mentality of my team versus your team, red versus blue, oh, we're going to crush you. They're letting that infiltrate. And again, this plays on just like Freud was talking about some of our subconscious centers to make us feel like that is the point here and feel like that's where Absolutely. we're investing and we're not even really thinking rivalries. about controlling our government we're stoking rivalries you're absolutely right the dodgers versus the giants period oh. and guess what they're both like owned the by day, the mlb bitches no matter if you like, buy tickets to oh go ahead like make back, your point <laughs> back in the day and yeah. candlestick when they used to play oh, at man. candlestick yeah. like if you wore a dodgers hat in there you risked your ass getting beat bro same thing in like oakland. It, it got ugly sometimes yeah just like oakland raiders if you came wearing the same san diego, san diego chargers gear i was at raiders games where these motherfuckers got beat the fuck up and right. it's uh, it's stupid, but when I was young, that was a sense of pride. Like, yeah, we're in the black hole. Don't come over here with that shit. But as an adult, I'm like, bro, how fucking yeah. petty are we? <laughs> and it's one thing to yell that, but it's the other thing to be like that fool that's throwing blows. Like, what? Yeah, the this guy was getting the, drinks. They just we're the game, fans. man. Come on. And these are diehard Raiders fans. I mean, this motherfucker had shoulder spikes, the silver skull mask, everything. Slapped the drink oh, out of his hand. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh, shit is going down. <laughs> All right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Liberty War, yeah. You know, to be very, very honest, I think the actual last president. People, people all say it's Abraham Lincoln that stood for the people. I honestly think it was Andrew Jackson that was the last person that stood for the people. I mean, if you think about it, when he recruited an army to go south in, in New Orleans back in 1812, he gathered everyone he could. He didn't care what race, what religion, what, what you are. You're fighting because we have a home, we have a home and we want to keep these people out. But, uh, by me outspoken. <laughs> when he became president, he also he also fought against the the banks and, and fighting to keep them in their greedy ways out, like so the Rothschild and such like that. I can't remember the whole thing. I remember there was some articles about it. I remember. Sorry. I somewhat yeah. agree, but again, yeah. he uh, tried to go against the central banks, and all of a sudden, he done got shot. Yeah, I somewhat agree with that. But again, when you're trying to win a war, you're going to recruit everybody. You're going to recruit all races because you need the numbers. And unfortunately, in those right. times, a lot of people of color, uh, especially black people, were put on the front lines almost as cannon fodder. It's but what let's you do not... after the war that 
It's the judge, do, right? The, it's the judge, and let's not forget, he is the president of the Trail of Tears. So you can say he's Ooh. for the people, but unfortunately, and I, I, I love Ooh. talking about America altogether as one, but when you say he's the president of the people, which people? For fuck right. sure, not the Native Americans. For fuck right. sure. There you go. <laughs> but but great point. Great point. Let's go. Jeff Wong. I was just oh. at that residential school a couple of weeks ago, oh, paying shit. my respects and and saying some prayers for the Native people there. It's intense. Props to you, bro. That's awesome. That Those spaces just hold such energy, you know? Like, Oh, man. They need a lot of prayers. A lot of prayers. Or whatever. And it's on a Good church thought, ground. Prayers, whatever you call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, this has been Good a great mojo. talk. I, I do have to I'm yeah. gonna go to sleep pretty soon because, you know, I got to get up and teach them cheering in the morning. Um, but I'd love to well, this just. This has been great. Absolutely, yeah, let's, dude. Let's, let's do it again. Let's wrap it up. it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So I'll do my little outro, my little two minutes, and then uh, you, and then let's just do our little plugs. Real quick, shout That's out good. to all the listeners, bro. Shout out to Lil Dicks Matter, Evolve, Gemini Twix, GK27, Royalty Inside My DNA. Love. What's up, Royalty? Nathan and Mike the Poet. May the Poet. Much love, I, everybody. I was saying that wrong this whole time. I got you, May. May the Poet. <laughs> Um, I the poet. What's going on? Yeah. Dope. Thanks for everybody who dropped in and dropped some comments. Um, real quick, I'll sum it up by saying that we talked about the education system, the corporatocracy, our plutocracy, and how these two systems use each other to produce people who are easily divided and conquered, people who are pitted against each other in systems of government. Um, and in religious centers, when we talked about some of the, the 13 families and or organizations that have been doing this, we understand that it's not evil Democrats or evil Republicans, because we know that before this country was founded in Europe, in Rome, with the royal families, when we talk about um, this political system being continued, and it's not all one factor, it's not one force, it's not some utopia where conspiracies just work together perfectly and they all get along. These are vying um, um, power groups who are trying to take control and, of course, run the destiny in, this, in the age of Pisces that was of establishing their one world government and or having as much control or rule over people, politics, land, labor, and capital as possible. It's not a conspiracy theory. So we've been talking about that and how we are disrupting the, the predictable patterns with critical thinking and how we can better take care of these kids the ones both that are going missing and the ones that are falling by the wayside of attrition in our public school system. Uh, I really appreciate y'all listening in, going down some of these rabbit holes and chiming in with us. And please listen to this talk in its entirety if you missed some of the things we said in the beginning. Um, I'm Freedom Rain, Destroyer of Narratives. Really enjoyed this time with uh, Dave Smith. And another thing, what you got to say? Oh my God, Freedom, this has been amazing. Um, Mind-blowing talk. Absolutely. You 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 wrapped it pretty well. This has been basically kind of my whole thing is is to enlighten the ninety nine percent as to the narrative of how the one percent is the the marionette, right? Controlling the puppets, pitting the puppets against each other, causing tension, right? 
this whole controversy of which bathroom can you use? Well, that's just a dividing line. Like, which sport team do you vote for or do you root for? That's a dividing line. There's all these little dividing lines. Most of them we don't even, we're not aware of, we don't see, um, but they're everywhere, right? And then you have the big ones, race, you know, and it's just hammered in our face. Right. Um, and what we really should be looking at is classism. Who benefits from this tension? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. in control. And we were talking about, you know, the 13 families, quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Rothschilds and some of the roots that, mm-hmm. that affect everything. And then we were naming some documentaries like Plutocracy, Divide and Rule is a great documentary that talks about, you know, how the coal companies started public education, basically, and and printed the textbook. So you only learned what the coal company wanted you to learn, Mm. you know, Um, and not a whole lot has changed, (laughs) really, in regards to textbooks, you know. Can you mention that the the documentary you mentioned about PG&E and uh, Power Fuel, what was it? Oh, um, Fire, Power, Money is a great mm-hmm. documentary. I think they're up to, uh, it's an 11-part series mm-hmm. done by Channel Channel 10 ABC News out of Sacramento, California. We're Fantastic. Sorry. And they're breaking it down. Yeah. Fire, mm-hmm. Power, Money. And it's on right. YouTube. And I also mentioned Right America Feeling Wrong. Even though this documentary was done in a liberal and kind of a liberal viewpoint, the they're interviewing people on the ground, um, and it just ca- encapsulates the the laying the groundwork for the racial tensions that we ha- would have in 2020 using Obama's presidency as a catalyst before he was elected. And it just will kind of point you out to a lot of the narratives that happened before Trump was in. People say Trump ushered in this era of hate and this and that. that, that. Watch that documentary. Just check it out and see how the the groundwork was being laid for that. Um, Trump surfed in on a wave that was already created. Exactly. We got one more ditty in the chamber. We're going to hit that. If anybody else wants to chime in before we say our plugs and bounce about it here and schedule our next show, please go ahead and leave a message. We really appreciate y'all. Let's get it. Much love, everybody. May. I was sleeping. I heard my name. And you woke up? (laughs) It's okay. I got to get up in an hour and... No, it's 10.57 here, 11.12. Oh, about two hours and nine minutes. <sighs> uh, I don't want to get up. But anyway, have a good night, gentlemen. Yeah, um, I wasn't listening. Denise was, actually. But, um, yeah, I'm awake. <sighs> so my ribcage hurts. Anyway, um, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> you guys have a good night. You too. Good night. Um, I Mate just had my... surgery recently. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I hope you're I doing sleep, all right, man. Yeah, shout out to you. Happy healing. And um, and it would be cool if, because I've had dreams where I was listening to music, and the music would pop into my dream and be on and make it some crazy shit. So it would be crazy if we were talking while you were sleeping, and you were visualizing all the stuff we're saying, and you like, see tesla in his laboratory working on shit and jp morgan kicking on his door with his cane like <laughs> you better give me fucking meters 
and all this crazy shit. Like, <laughs> shout out to you, May the Poets. Yeah, because we've covered some ground. Dude, we right. got we got Big Worm in the house. Big Worm! Hey, yo, what up? It's your boy, Wormillion, in the building. Worm? to my guy, Dave Smith, a.k.a. And another thing. And <laughs> what's up, Freedom Rain? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Freedom Rain. Hey, yeah, I remember you from... Uh, Back in the day with, uh, what were their names? Oh, yeah. Um, Smokey or something? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. What was yeah. that guy's name? I think you're right. Yeah. No, I can't remember it. But uh, he used to exactly like me in a lot of ways. And then he had the, oh, Bell and something. Bell yeah. and Fucktard. <sighs> I can't remember. Anyways, should be a good show. <laughs> Yeah, Worm. Yeah. I remember Worm came in dropping all kind of gems and bombs. And then just like me, he would say things specifically to get the conversation and even debates going. And it was healthy debates. It was challenging. It was he's awesome. Good, yeah. Love he's him up. when he does that shit. Uh, and yeah, Worm, uh, congratulations. I heard you got nominated and or won for Conspiracy Guy of Stereo. Um, and I think this talk, if you would have came in earlier, you would have probably been dropping bombs on this shit because Dave was going in, I was going in. So if you ever have time, listen to this shit in retrospect, and we're definitely going to do another show. Maybe you want to hop on, but yeah, man, we got, we got deep into it. And, oh, yeah, I'm sure and, and let me, let me give a little plug. So yeah. <clears throat> Worm and I are doing a show on 9-11 about 9-11. And the show starts at eleven eleven on nine eleven. You guys are crazy. about nine eleven. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, baby. And we're gonna be tearing it up. We're gonna be dropping hella bombs. It's gonna be oh, crazy. I'm there. I'm there. We're, and remember and our be... shirts. Remember the shirt oh, yeah. we talked about on the last panel. Uh, it's instead of remember nine eleven, it says remember Tower Seven. Remember WT Seven. <laughs> WCT Seven. Uh, yep. Oh, you sorry, you weren't done plugging. You were going to say one more thing. No, that was it. For sure, man. September well, really 11th was the big worm. Drop through on that. I'm definitely there. I'm going to be all up in that thing, listening. Uh, this talk with Dave, we both had notepads. We had a lot of good shit. I'm going to bring my notepad to there. Really appreciate y'all. And, and again, we talked about CIA and uh, data and speech recognition, monitoring people. And despite that stereo is probably in its claws required to turn certain information over to the CIA, I still want to shout out stereo for letting people have these conversations, not necessarily shutting down and banning them at a high level and just letting people have these conversations and build. So shout out to stereo, which is a platform that came around about the time where America was most divided last year and gave people a chance to talk face to face without the corporate news media riling people up against each other so shout out to the conversations we've had on here absolutely and i want to give a little plug so shout out to stereo amen also yeah. shout out to anchor which is where i post mm. these these podcasts and then mm. anchor goes out to like iheart radio spotify oh, wow. anchor podcast google Podcasts. like i'm on i'm in like 20 different countries now so thank you stereo thank you anchor yeah like we're we're talking to the world right now Exactly. And that's how you defeat conglomerate news media is you put the, yep. the you let people be their own researchers, let people sift through information. You don't shut people down and call shit dangerous misinformation unless you've been cultivating a society full of 
uh, uh, idiots who believe whatever you want them to. And then you get mad when they look into other sources that aren't your official sources. So we want critical thinkers that can shoot down and sift through information and come to their own conclusions. And thankfully, we have a voice and an outlet for that. And I'm glad Dave is, is getting his voice out there and that I'm able to also do talks. Search through our, our talk history on here. Any topics interest you? Also look at my first show, Is Stereo a Trap? Where we kind of dived on that specifically. We got Worm in the building before we jump off. So let's get it. Yeah, WTC7. Right. I do not remember that. Is that that building that briefly caught on fire and then suddenly collapsed? Yeah. yeah Hella yeah, far away one. from the other building. I heard rumors that it contained... The CIA's records or some shit. Yeah, that's a bad conspiracy because I don't have anything really to back that up. I think it's just, just rumor. Oh, WTC. Seven. Yep. Weirdest shit ever. It was far away from the buildings. The other got hit and that one just decided to collapse because it had the same name, I guess. And, and I also like, like almost free fall the same speed as a tennis ball. Right into a neat little pile. Exactly. Yep. And uh, and shout out to you saying I heard uh, a rumor, but I didn't research it myself and don't know if it's true. I think that us being able to always say that as we look in is just proving that we are like individual journalists Dude. searching through Dude. shit. And when you don't know, just say you don't fucking know, bro. Like, we don't have to lie. Exactly. So I appreciate you did that. Absolutely. Yeah, Dave, I was just listening uh, today to an episode in which you and I are just improving, just, I don't know, but it was, uh, it was hella fun. I got to finish listening to it. Actually got about halfway through, Hilarious, huh? but, uh, shout out to you. It sounds really professional. I like the intro. I like the music. <laughs> it's good stuff. Nice. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see uh, a lot more from people is mm. being okay with something, not having a conclusion. Yep. And I'm not talking about rabbit holes. I'm just talking about, inconclusive you know this what we have here does not prove anything or refute anything therefore we're not going to draw any conclusions right at least not until we get some better evidence but exactly. people have convictions and they're based on i don't even know whim fantasy mm. rumor ego and just no, like I, I agree completely like i like to ask questions i'm not telling people what to think my line is i like to say I'm not telling people what to think. I'm telling people to think. Period. Period. And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson has a great quote. Uh, it might be a quote of someone else's, but he said, there are some times when one might just have to be content with the questions themselves. And I think that's so important because when you have an invariable solution and you look at a situation from all angles and you just answer and ask so many questions, Sometimes that does the work for you. Like, for example, if you look in a dark cave and mm -hmm. say, hey, there could be a predator, it could be a pitfall, you will go in there much more prepared for everything than if you don't ask any questions. You don't have to have answers. You won't know till you get in there, but at least you'll be prepared and able to react to shit. So that's a great point. I'm so glad you said yeah, that. And how, is, and how is any crime solved? Through deduction, right? Exactly. Deduction, Watson. Deduction. Deduction, my boy. And you can't go into shit with, like, just like Worm was saying, if you have your ego and personal identity attached to outcomes, you're not going to be able to 
unbiasedly look at information and come to um, true conclusions. When somebody uh, challenges your thought belief, which may be a question you should ask yourself, you might get butt hurt and be completely uh, turned off from listening to it and be wanting to fight because you have a vested interest in that. Don't do that. Just Mm -hmm. see where the the questions and the data takes you. Learn what you can and just be aware of other shit. Keep it in mind for a later time. And if something something ruffles your feathers, Mm -hmm. ask yourself why. There you go. Why? Why am I sensitive about that? Twenty twenty was the best year to have that skill. Motherfuckers was getting booty tickled Mm. off everything. Oh my god! (laughs) Right. But anyway, uh, triggered. Triggered. Hold on. Worm said it. Now I want to do it too. Hold on. We're gonna do some fucking outro music in this motherfucker. But for real though, I got one. Shout out. Oh, you got one? Yeah. Let me cancel this. Oh, I like yours. Get in there. I like yours better. Oh yeah. I I love deductive reasoning. I love what Mm. you just said, Dave Smith. I do wanna admit that I have a newfound appreciation for inductive reasoning, which I didn't think I would until I came to understand that the that's where hunches, you know, come from. Mm. So you got a hunch and then you set up your experiments and you try to prove your hunches. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference between really good detectives or you know, really good scientists or, you know, inventors, um, artists, uh, innovation has to come from like this wild kind of intuitive, I don't know, just idea springs forth and if you learn to trust your gut, then maybe you can use them both together because that's the key inductive plus deductive. Yep. That's the key. Yin and yang, right? Why would you only... Why would you only use half of the, your potential power? Right? Say it. Say it. It's, it's like right. not you using gotta your em- queen on the chessboard. Why would you do right. that? Right. you got to embrace your masculine and feminine, your yin and your yang, you know, your warm and your cold, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the again, it wouldn't be anything without the dark. All those parables. All those good parables. <laughs> right. So shout out again for everybody who joined us using uh, deductive reasoning and inductive reasoning, examining the history of um, educational systems, political systems, and also financial and governmental systems, military operations, to just really look at a, 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 fact-based, a fact-based history of what we've been through and kind of using that as a as a marker to see what we can potentially go through, breaking those predictable patterns and being able to throw them off by using critical thinking, which is something they don't want us doing, having conversations that might seem difficult to get to the truth. And like we just said, sometimes being okay with it just being questions and not having an answer. So shout out to everybody who went down that rabbit hole with us. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And we got another message here. Look at that. Hit it and then I'll let you close it out. I'm getting the feeling you guys are about to be out. My bad, I meant to be here earlier. You're good. I will check this out later. And shout outs to both of you for doing a topic that is not being talked about right now, but is still super important. Always will be important. Can't put students first if you put teachers last. What oh! Oh! Oh, nice. That's true. That's true. Why do we pay basketball players what they get and uh, teachers get what they get? Right. right. Actors and entertainers. We want to distract people from the real shit and not teach them the real shit. That's it. And another thing. 
We're not telling you what to think. We're just telling you to think. That's right. And we're giving you freedom and individual thoughts from all them isms and all those other things that try to hijack your narrative. We really appreciate y'all going there with us. We'll see y'all on the, the isms and the show. schisms and the in-betwisms. Things in betwixt. We about this G thing. Much love. All right, peace, y'all. Thanks for sliding through. Good night, everybody. Night. Bunch of fucking weirdos. Hello, is anybody not a weirdo? Alright, you're a weirdo. I don't really care.